Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to CP Sports as usual. I'm your host, Chris. It's your boy, Mike. What's going on? As the days get colder for the holidays, things are heating up in the NBA as the in-season tournament is coming to a head. Thursday, the finals picture was painted much like these courts as we saw the Lakers take on the Pelicans and the Bucks face off against the Pacers. LeBron James hit 30 points in less than three quarters as the Lakers steamrolled the Pelicans 133-89. to 89. Annihilation right there, dude. <laughs> Dang. Now they advance to the in-season finals. New Orleans actually led once in the first, but then it was all L.A. from there. James opened the second, scoring 11 points, making three from beyond the arc in a row, firing up the crowd. By halftime, LeBron had 21 points, banking seven of nine, and L.A. decided to bench him midway through the third, giving him plenty of rest for the championship game. L.A. laid down the hammer, outscoring New Orleans by a wide margin, 43-17 to in the third, and 23 to 18 in the fourth so like we see both these two uh games that happen they're completely different one was actually <laughs> a competitive game between uh the pacers and the bucks it was a back and forth battle Giannis lillard you know they're doing great it was just a really competitive game tyrese halliburton proved again that he is an up-and-coming star in this game yeah dropping 15 assists he is averaging over 11 a game right now. Number That is number one in the league. So I think being a point guard, you know, the assist thing, it's kind of dying out where yeah. everyone just wants to shoot nowadays and not be a facilitator like Tyrese is being. And it's actually making the Pacers be more effective. And I really think that they should win against the Lakers against in the championship. I feel like they need this more rather than Lakers should just focus on the title at the end of the season. But what, you know, what's going to happen? You know, They're going to make LeBron win it. They're going to give him the MVP. They're going to be like, Jordan never won an in-season tournament. They're going to say something like that. You know, just, just to put more stats on his name. But that Lakers stick to clear business. You know, they dominate the Pelicans. It was what, like 40, 50 point, points? Yeah. So, something like that. Um, so they do play Saturday night. Um, yeah. It's going to be a pretty good game. I'm actually like I'm I'm actually liking the in season tournament. More eyes are on the game when usually no one really cares about basketball. Everybody seems hyped too. Yeah, so. they're playing for that money. It looks like you know um, the tournament was a success. Got more viewers to tune in. Uh, when people really don't care about NBA in the beginning of the season, um, it, it really uh, was impactful. And I, yeah, I, and they I, treated it like it was a spectacle with, you know, like Nelly coming out to perform and TLC and all that. So it was it was something that was like perfect for that Vegas crowd. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I like the whole presentation of it. They're doing a great job. I, um, I just hope, you know, the... <laughs> The Pacers win this one. I'm going for the Pacers. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, LA will go on to meet Indiana, who put up an amazing performance last night, as Mike was saying, putting away Milwaukee. Despite Giannis producing 37 points with 20 rebounds and 24 points from Lillard, along with 20 points from Middleton, the Bucks couldn't pull off the victory. Mm. Tyrese Hilliburton uh, hit 27 points with those 15 assists Mike was talking about for the Pacers, including a last-minute three to run away with the game, to which he shouted, you know what time it is, it's our time. Miles Turner added 26 points, while Obi 
Topin sunk 14, but the biggest difference was the Pacers bench who outscored Milwaukee's backups 43 to 13. Hmm, that might be a, um, an indicator or exposure for the Bucks when they did get Lillard. They did sacrifice a lot, and um, I'm feeling like they need their bench needs better work. Um, if they're going to make a deep playoff run, you know that bench needs to be a little better, a little more solid. Um, like how Chris said, Giannis did great, Middleton did great, Lillard did great, but they still couldn't get the victory. Mm-hmm. So that that points to the bench, that points to the role players, that points to everybody else. So. Uh, I'm glad they were able to realize that in the beginning of the season when it did look like they were playing playoff basketball already. Yeah. So they got a feeling of what they are missing already. So this in-season tournament is also helping them in 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 defeat as well. So they can make that adjustment before the actual playoff time comes. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, tomorrow night we will see the Lakers and Pacers clash in the inaugural in-season championship. And uh, much like the finals, we now know what the college football playoffs picture looks like. Is championship? Is championship? Wait, they're gonna play in January, right? Something like that. Yes. Dang, it's gonna be a long time from now. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be good though. There's the other bowl games, I believe, that are are uh, still in December. Yeah. And these ones, I think, are are in January, like you said. They were saying that Florida State should be the. Um, the NFC South Division champs instead. Yeah, I saw that. So <laughs> Michigan ended up remaining undefeated to win the Big Ten, and Washington did the same, winning the Pac-12. Bama knocked off the committee's number one team in Georgia, and Texas, with one loss this season, dominated in a Big 12 win. But Florida State maintained their undefeated streak, so the College Football Playoffs Committee had their hands full. After much frustration and multiple votes, they chose to go with Texas versus Washington and Bama versus Michigan, leaving FSU to take on Georgia in the Orange Bowl instead. This marks the first time a Power 5 champion team misses the playoffs. One committee member spoke with ESPN on how they all had emotional ties, stating, quote, holy shnikes. I can't say that word. So. Sling <laughs> blade. <laughs> this is really going to suck to do this. We talked about it over and over, and we just kept coming back to: Are they good enough with what they have to win a national championship? And it kept coming back to: We didn't think they could. What a tough decision it was for them, and uh, it did face some ridicule, as you were saying. Yeah. So, um, we did list them. Texas, Bama, Michigan, Washington. Uh, did we forget Florida State? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Okay, moving on. So, we got we got the top four teams in the nation that will set the stage for this year's. Uh, their last time doing a four-team playoffs, I think they are going to expand it next year to six, I believe. Uh, I'm not too sure about it. I know yeah. this is the last time they're doing the four team. Obviously, we need more teams in these. It'd be playoffs. a lot cooler if it was uh, a, a twelve, so like someone gets a buy. Yeah, it, it'd be so much better with more teams. I don't know why they're doing four, but seriously, we need more teams for sure. <laughs> but that's another story. So obviously, I want my Longhorns to win. 
Uh, Bama sneaked in like always. They've been playing uh, well ever since they did lose to the Longhorns. Uh, Michigan's overall better team from top to bottom, so we can see just who's going to win against them uh, versus Alabama. But if you want to see a lot of points, yeah, you can go to Washington, but let's see if they can go up against the top teams with elite defense. So I feel like it's going to be Michigan versus Texas in the finals. Uh, you can book it, bet the house on it. As far as the winners, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. We got to ride the we got to ride the burnt orange on that one. But like, I don't. Michigan Texas is going to be a, a good matchup, in my opinion. Yeah, I would like to see that, but um, I don't know. I don't think Texas is going to make it. I think it might be Washington and Michigan. But you don't think Bama can uh, stop Michigan though? They have. A, I mean, they have a chance. Yeah. When you you never want to count out Alabama, you know, just because it's Alabama, you know, they're gonna be like roll tide. But you know, it's just, <laughs> you can't. You don't want to. You want to count out Nick Saban. Um, it, it looked like he was done for the season, but they still made it to the playoffs. Yeah. After they got whooped by the Longhorns, I felt like they fell off, but uh, they proved me wrong. You know that uh, the quarterback Milrow, he's been playing outstanding, and you know he's a reason why they're in the playoffs. Um, they knocked down Georgia, which was an upset in a lot of people's opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit for Bama, but I, I don't see them beating Michigan. It's uh, it's going to be a close match. Mm-hmm. If Harbaugh's on, Harbaugh's on the sideline, then, you know, it, it, there's going to be some sign stealing going on. So, <laughs> this is horrible. so we're, we're going to see what's going to happen. Uh, speaking of Bama, Texans rookie and former Alabama star Will Anderson Jr., had the best game of his career Sunday, recording two sacks, four quarterback hits, a deflected punt, and a deflected pass that was then picked off by Stingley. Wow. In another game that came down to the wire, the Texans' D was able to come up with a big play to seal the victory. Trailing 17-22, to Denver looked to rally, having their second longest drive of the game. The Broncos drove it from their own 20 to the set, the Texans' 8, and Houston made them work for it. Russell Wilson snaps with 16 seconds to go and looks left, lets it fly. With 6 seconds left, Jimmy Ward comes in clutch with the game-winning interception. The defense hounded Russell Wilson with the pass rush that led to a few mistakes. Russell threw for 186 yards, a touchdown, and a season high of three interceptions, which all happened in the second half. Despite forcing 15 turnovers during their win streak, Denver just couldn't get one this game. The Texans won the turnover game to win this one with Stingley Jr. coming down with two of the three picks. Now, C.J. Stroud was just uh, 26 yards shy of throwing at least 300 for his fifth game straight. Nico Collins had the best game of his career with a career high of 191 receiving yards with a touchdown in the fourth after fellow wide receiver Tank Dell went down early in the first, suffering a season-ending fractured tibula. Ooh. Or fibula, Ooh. excuse me. Ooh, damn, I mean, God, it, I saw it, but I, I ended up catching it last minute, and at first I thought it was Nico, and I was like, damn, and then I saw that it was Tank, and I was just, damn! Uh, <laughs> oh, man. man but man, uh, losing people. Is Noah Brown back? 
Uh, Noah Brown, I don't think... No, he's not back yet. Dang. I think he should be back for the next game. I know Schultz is out too, right? Yeah, Schultz has been out for, I think, last game. Just this last game. Dang. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. They, they keep on having injuries <clears throat> piling on. Yeah. It's it's horrible to see. You hate to see it. It's uh, um. A it's good. It's good though. Like it does look like they are back in playoff contention mm-hmm. after they did beat a, a red hot Denver Broncos team. And the good part was Stroud didn't really have to do much like other games to get the win. Yeah, um, the defense really stepped it up. Yeah, his team collectively won this contest. Like you said, Russell did throw three interceptions. Two of them were actually in the fourth quarter. So. That's clutch right there by the defense. Yeah. Um, so the playoffs in the AFC, they're in a hot race just to see who's going to be in that wild card. Um, so the Jets are going to be playing the Texans, I believe, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably play, play spoiler to end the Texans' playoff hopes. And they're going to play... Um, oh, Zach Wilson? Yeah, Zach Wilson. Oh, then you know they're probably going to win. Texans should win, man. This should be a good game. What I like seeing is that these uh, Texans, even though with these injuries, uh, they're still finding ways to win. Um, and... Stroud's not doing a lot that he needs to do to get these wins. Looks like the defense is uh, finding their stride. And, and if uh, they can both get clicking, man, it's going to be lethal. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like what I'm seeing from the Texans. And with Trevor Lawrence getting hurt, you know, that's just a division up for grabs now. Oh, yeah, man. He, he's Is he out? or I know they were saying that he was going to be day-to-day. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know uh, what the what's going on there they should not play him if he's still they might aggravate it i don't know they don't they should yeah, need to rest him i mean especially with the with the playoffs coming up and you know they're number one in the division right now i think they're a game ahead though i think the colts are actually making a run right now yeah colts are making a run now so oh, it's a tough situation for the jags you might they, they do need to rest him though i don't i don't think he should play even though they, they need him to play it, they could end his career. Like it could get it's even crazy worse because like half of the AFC are using quarterbacks that didn't that weren't their starters initially. It's it's looking bright, a bright future for that division. Uh, Richardson's coming back, and then um, t- uh, Tennessee. L- L- Will Levis is doing better. Uh, Stroud, Lawrence. It's a good division, young good division right now. They're just all hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They can't get away from that injury bug. That's the worst part. Uh, speaking of injury bugs, they do see that Mike McCarthy is going to have to have his appendix removed or something like that. Cause oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to roll the hospital bed to the sidelines so he was going to so be coaching still. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they said he's going to still be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully. I saw them joking how they were like, well, COVID prepared this for us because uh, he missed that one game with COVID that one time. Oh, yeah, and Quinn just killed it as a coach. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Sunday night primetime, this year's rematch between the Philadelphia Eagles and the good old Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys look to extend their home winning streak to 15 games. Uh, I think that will be breaking a record. And yes. As well as it, continue. Well, they broke the record with 14. Oh, that they tied so, it. No, no okay. they broke it. So then it's going to be, if they do, then they're just going to elevate oh, that record. It. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. And um, as well as they're going to continue their shot uh, for their division as they are one game behind the Eagles. So last time these two teams did uh, play, it was a damn good game. A couple things went right for the Eagles and a couple things went wrong for the Cowboys. And that's pretty much how the Eagles won. Like, that's how close it was. 
I feel like the Cowboys need to dominate this game and put the Eagles on thin ice as much as they already are after being blown out by the Niners last week. Cowboys need to kick them while they're down. And <laughs> I, I feel like Dak's been playing elite football. Yes. CD been balling out. Ferguson has gotten into the mix as a clutch tight end with, you know, fourth quarter drives and that intensity that the Cowboys needed on offense. The defense needs to tidy up their play, though, as Seattle was able to drop over 30 points on them last week. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't expect Seattle to drop that many points. You know, uh, Philly has the worst third down defense in the NFL. Oh, that yeah. could work in, in uh, the Cowboys' favor, especially with the way Dak is playing. I think they're ranked dead last in passing yards allowed. So that's. Uh, oh, damn. There's. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah, so this game can mean a lot, but only if Cowboys win the rest of the season. And I'm sure Eagles are going to win the rest of their games after this one, so I'm not too sure. If Cowboys stay the fifth seed, that's fine. You know, that means we'll get the NFC South mm-hmm. winner, uh, which is a, a, a pro- the Falcons probably. Um, then after that, I think we'll get the Niners again. Unless something happens with the Rams or the Seahawks that win a division, but I doubt it. The Cowboys do still have a possibility of taking the, the division, right? That's only if we win everything. We have yeah. to beat the Dolphins and the Bills uh, and the Lions. Because I'm pretty sure the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, the Commanders, and the Yeah, because they the got Cardinals. the Giants twice. They have the Cardinals also. <laughs> like, they have the, after, after this game, they have like the easiest schedule after us. And yeah, we have the hardest do. schedule ever. So um, that's why I'm saying it can mean a lot. But only if Dallas continues to win after they uh, potentially beat the Eagles Sunday night. Another big focus on this game is Dallas has the most touchdown passes in the league right now. While the Eagles are... Yeah, they have the most, and then the Eagles are allowed the second most touchdowns. Yeah, the Eagles defense is um, so. Eagles defense is is bad, really bad. I don't know how they only have two losses. They're, they're <laughs> like I said, they're beginning lucky. They're beginning lucky. So um, I'm not sure who the Cowboys are going to play after that first round. Um, the Lions might take that second seed. I think they they might be the second seed still right now. I'm not sure. I think Niners are the second seed. Oh, okay, but. If Cowboys somehow win the NFC and they get that first uh, round by, then I, it's going to be Cowboys and Niners in the NFC Championship game if that's if it's going to go down that route. I'd, yeah. I'd rather have that than, than us lose to them in a divisional. If we're going to lose to the Niners, at least make it in the NFC Championship game because they haven't been in the NFC Championship game forever. So I w- I'd rather see that. That'd be good to see. But it's going to be a good game. A lot of exciting things going on this season. And, and Cowboys, this Looks like it's like it's gonna like be one of them cowboy moments, yeah. Where everything's going right, and then they just just can't <laughs> they can't capitalize or deliver oh, at the end. Like this feels especially like, with the way they've been playing, that that'd be heartbreaking. It feels for like cowboy one of those situations. Fans. Like they have to win to prove that this is a different season. This is a different mm-hmm. year, different deck, different offense. It they seems like they've had something to prove all season. They got to win. They got to win. And like I already said, dominate. I want to see a blowout. I want to see like... I don't know a about a blowout. blowout. I think this is going to be quite the battle. I think Hurts is playing uh, with... Um, he's banged up right now. Oh, okay. I think he's playing banged up right now. People are saying that they, they need a rest and let Mariota play. It's okay. You'll make the playoffs still. But like if he doesn't get that rest, I feel like we're going to bang him up so much. And then he might get hurt this game. I, I, I might... Cause it's on turf and all that, you know. Yeah, so, that would be that would be uh, really bad for the Eagles. Yeah, for sure. This one is definitely going to be a battle. And speaking of battles, Porgrias and Haney are going to fight Saturday. It's going to be really good. We got we got the uh, WBC um, lightweight championship on the line as uh, Progress versus Haney takes place. 
It's going to be Haney's first fight in the new weight class after uh, he uh, moved up from um, the other way. I forget. <laughs> I forget. I think it's a good matchup. Haney's first fight in a new weight class. We'll see just how much this weight is affecting him, whether it be good or bad. Grace is veteran. He is a championship. He is seasoned. He does have knockout power. I do like his style. He's a running gun coming at you, always in your face. Mm-hmm. Haney's more of that jab, jab, jab. Well, and then jab, Rodriguez jab. is right now he's battling to regain the top spot after losing to Josh Taylor four years ago. He hasn't been very happy with how his his fighting his fights have gone, yeah. especially with that split decision in June. Uh, he'll be looking to prove a point in this fight, that's for sure. I feel like, you know, you want Prograce to win, but I think Haney's going to just point him to death and get the decision. Uh, you know, he's not going to knock him out. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. It's not going to be something like that. Um, I feel like it's a setup fight. Um, they're setting this fight up so when Haney does win, they can set up these bigger fights. Yeah. So they want... I, I'm thinking they're going to they're gonna set up either Haney versus Teofimo or, or Haney versus Ryan Garcia. Um, not to take anything away from Pro Progress. Yeah, with his experience, size, and power, he can prove to be a big threat for Haney. So this yeah. one's kind of this one's kind of hard to call. Uh, coming off that tight fight though with uh, Vasily Lomachenko, Haney is likely to have another close one with Progress. Yeah, that's how Haney fights. He's just he's not gonna just dominate you or like. Kill yeah. you or anything? He's just gonna point you to death. Jab Pretty you much to death. just outbox. Bu- 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 you know, just he, he, <laughs> he's not gonna look. He's not gonna look to stand and bang. It's yeah, not, he's, he's not gonna try to be in one of those warfares. Um, he's he wants to win. He's trying to protect his zero still. So, um, and that's what kind of upsets me nowadays about these boxers when they have that uh-huh. that zero. They like a lot of boxers like to protect it and they don't like to box people that they might lose to or they might lose to zero they don't you know they so that's what yeah. i like about ryan garcia now because he, he took that l and, and he made, came back he made a better better boxer of because of it got a better trainer he's he's back boxing a, a lot better he's using the shoulder roll a lot yeah, more he, he won what last week yeah he did fight last week his boxing style is a lot different than he used to be he's still quick he still has those quick hooks but his defense has changed dramatically and for the better. And I like what I'm seeing from Brian Garcia. He's calling out everyone still after he won. He called out, uh, I believe, Haney. He called out Teofimo. He called mm-hmm. out everybody. And, you know, he's the money fight. No one wants to really see Haney. Uh, they'd rather see Brian Garcia or Teofimo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Haney needs more of them than they need him. Um, but yeah, moving on, there are a lot of exciting fights at the end of the year. Looks yeah, like it could be fight month. A lot month. of great fights. Fight months. We got, uh, you know, Santa came early. He's like, here you go. Here's some fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First off, next weekend, uh, December 16th, San Antonio's own Jesse Bam Rodriguez is set to go 12 rounds with Sonny Edwards, which is sure to be a high caliber contest to determine oh, yeah. the best boxer in the flyweight division. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a great matchup. I, I, I've been watching Jesse for a while. He doesn't disappoint. He's he's always technical, tactical, and he's always precise. I like his style. Uh, and it's also good. You know, he's from San Antonio, baby. So, you know, you got <laughs> to look at his fight. You got to support his fight. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he definitely takes this win and, you know, cements more of his legacy as, as a true champion competitor and, you know, number one in that division. Yeah, both men are unbeaten and look to extend their records. And with titles on the line, uh, Rodriguez returns to the ring after suffering a broken jaw against Christian Gonzalez in April and looks to maintain his undefeated streak 
thus adding to his belt collection. Mm -hmm. So, um, moving on, we have uh, December 23rd. We see the return of uh, Deontay Wilder. (laughs) I'm excited for that one. He hasn't fought since October 2022. He's looking to set up one of the biggest fights in 2024 against Anthony Joshua. But first, he'll have to survive Joseph Parker, who held the WBO title from 2016 to 2018. Parker has been more the more active fighter and could score an upset decision if he can avoid Wilder's powerful right. It's going to be amazing. And uh, Anthony Joshua is actually on the same card uh, with Deontay Wilder mm-hmm. fighting Otto Wallen. Um, they're both fighting. What they're in Saudi, right? Is that what's going on? R- that that one place, Ryda, right? Yeah, Ryda, Riyadh, Ryda. Yeah. So they're both putting. They're gonna put on a show. Hopefully, they both get the win. Cause you know, if they both win, they're gonna end up fighting each other after that. I think this is just a setup fight for that to happen. Um, yeah, your setup fight. Yeah, it's a, set, it's a setup fight. It's like it's storyline. All right, <laughs> storyline. Storyline. Got to keep them coming. You got to make this fight to, for the other fight to make sense. So <laughs> this, 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 they make this one first. Um, I yeah, mean, that's how they work. Really, w- w- Walter's, you know, Walter's money. He's always gonna put you know people in their seats to watch. Uh, Anthony Joshua has a big following in, in his uh, country, so you know everyone's gonna be tuning in to watch that. But you know what we really want to see is like. Man, when is Nagano coming back? Well, he needs to fight one of these guys. You know, <laughs> this guy. put, that. <laughs> put Nagano back in there. Let's get that. Well, I mean, Wilder, I guess he's kind of on the verge of trying to revive his career after losing the WBC title to Tyson Fury and failing to regain it in their trilogy bout. Wilder's last fight lasted all but two minutes and 57 seconds as he knocked out Robert Hellenus is how you say his name, right? Probably. And, and fans will tune in for sure to find out if he's still the force he once was. Three days later, on the 26th of December, Naoya Inoue puts his uh, WBC and WBO featherweight titles on the line against Marlon Tapales. The monster, Inoue. <laughs> Tavales has the IBF and WBA featherweight championship. And both of those are all four of those belts, right, are at stake? Correct. It's going to be a barn burner, but come on. Anyway, he he should have this. Once he gets this win, he'll be the undisputed champion. Yeah, I I think he has this. He'll take undisputed status. And then from there, he's probably have to just give it all up so he can move up and do it all again in another way. Yeah, just like he did before because he's already been a four-division champion. Inouye hasn't slowed down in pursuit of greatness and is a shoe-in to win this bout. It's looking like he's getting better every, every time he fights. He too. does. Like, at first, he used to be just a brawler. Now he's actually boxing you yeah, and playing his defense. And he still has that power with speed. Man, when he fought Felton that previous fight, it was just class master class just put on a class performance against another uh you know dignified champion like mm-hmm. bona fide you know fighter and he's doing that like nothing against these people i i you know i all respect to, to, to Pales, but come on yeah you gotta go with anyway i think and they're gonna be boxing in tokyo right or something like that something like that they're always uh, boxing in japan well in a way put a on a worthy performance to knock welterweight terence crawford off the number one spot 
in ESPN's pound for pound. Did he now? No, I'm asking if oh, if they he should. puts on a, a good enough performance in this fight. Oh, he's gonna mm. knock off Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cause they stripped Crawford of that belt, so I don't know if that. I don't has think anything. that has anything to do with the whole pound for pound, but I'm not sure. I don't know how yeah, they do that. I mean, they they both could be considered top top pound for pound. Crawford has more uh, fights, so that might you know swing in his favor. Uh, but anyways, top three, if anything, anyways, top three. Yeah. But, um, it's him, Crawford, and I don't know, uh, Canelo, but he doesn't even. <laughs> <sighs> Big sigh. Yeah, but. Benavides is fight Benavides. He beats Benavides, then I'll put him in that conversation. But for now, I'm only talking Inouye and Crawford, pound mm-hmm. for pound. Really, no one else. Maybe Better Beef. Oh, there's this guy named Marias. I forgot about him. He doesn't have a lot of fights, but people quit when they fight him. They don't want to continue. They'll 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 quit between rounds fighting this guy. He's the last <laughs> the last five people that he's fought. They've all quit at, uh, between rounds, and he's even killed someone in, uh, during a fight. Like after the fight, they brought, they took the guy to the hospital, and he died later on. Like Ooh, that's, that's crazy, wild. dude. It's a tragic way to like. It's unfortunate, but like that's how bad this guy is. That's crazy. And then when you see stuff like that, like dude, people don't even want to fight this guy anymore, dude. Like <laughs> I think he's in Gervonta's weight class or the one above it. But yeah, his name's Marias. I will, I will look him up. This guy is a killer. So that guy, be on the lookout. He's a top and upcoming guy. I so forgot about this guy. Speaking of uh, fighters and you know crazy situations, uh, Sean Strickland had a crazy encounter at home, uh, caught on video by his ring camera, seen on his Instagram. Strickland initially thought the man was trying to break into his car and held him at gunpoint. The date of the event is unclear, although Strickland posted it on Monday stating, quote, Here's what I know. The guy was drunk, stomping out a girl. A security guard seen it. He jumped in his car and drove off. Security followed him. He hit the curb, completely shredded his tire, drove on the rim for a while, then jumped out and tried to hide at my house. Initially, I thought he was trying to steal my car. He was arrested, end quote. In the video, the man in question stumbles into Strickland's driveway between his two vehicles. At that moment, you see Strickland walking out of his home prepared for the unexpected confrontation. Flashing lights are then seen from the uh, security vehicle that was looking for the perpetrator. The man looks as though he's trying to evade the situation until uh, Shane pushes him, the man down and tells him to sit the beat down. Uh, so instead of trying to steal Sean's car, he was uh, trying to hide from security after an alleged domestic violence incident that took place earlier and who knows if this guy could have gotten away if it wasn't for Strickland? It's it was um it was incredible to see what what happened. I've been a Sean Strickland fan for a while. Dude's hilarious. Uh, when he posts that on Instagram, it, it just goes to show you like he's not scared to take any repercussion of what he's doing. He's he's standing up to you know he's defending his home and showing you like this is what happens if you if you try to mess with my house right <laughs> um so yeah it was it was good to see stuff like that it, it lets you know that he's a real person you know he's a, he's just like us trying to protect our own 
So, um, you know, the middleweight champ, man, he's the man. Like, um, he saved us all from Izzy. So, like, <laughs> that, that he's was. He's got it. a. Who does he have in the next bout? It's. He fights Duplicus next. Oh. Um, the guy from South Africa. The whitest guy in South Africa is uh, going to fight Strickland God. next for uh, middleweight gold. And um, I, I do I do like Strickland's uh, evolvement. His, uh, in, in, in the UFC, he's changed so much. He's gotten so much better. He's a great defend, defender now in, in the game of uh, MMA. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup. Duplicus is coming off a good knockout victory against former number one contender for uh, I was gonna say Forrest Whitaker, uh, <laughs> Robert Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Whitaker knocking him out, uh, earning him the title shot. He did get hurt, so he couldn't fight, but now he's back, and I think they're gonna put him against Strickland next. Uh, so that's gonna be exciting. Um, as far as this encounter with the drunk guy, it was a. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't looked at it, I'd go look it up real quick. It's hilarious. He's um, you just tell him, you just see him just push him to the ground while the, <laughs> as a car gets him. He was stumbling hard. Uh, too. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Strickland's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's lucky Strickland didn't just knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other things going on in the MMA world. ESPN renewed their domestic rights agreement with the Professional Fighters League. The multi-year broadcast deal keeps the regular season, playoffs, and world championship on ESPN along with ESPN+. ESPN will also distribute PFL's Super Fight Division pay-per-view, which features the likes of influencer and boxer Jake Paul along with former UFC champ Francis Nagano plus many others. And speaking of former UFC champions... UFC Hall of Famer, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, has had some new merch drop on WWE Shop this past Monday. What? Did he come back? Well, this would suggest that the two may have come to some sort of deal, perhaps a Legends deal? Well, it does look like he did rekindle ties with WWE uh, after more than two decades. Uh, the world's dangerous man was a... 1998 King of the Ring at one point. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in, in the WWE spotlight again. I mean, he was a draw for eyes. Uh, a lot of fans did like him. Uh, you know, he did return to wrestling a couple times in TNA and New Japan and other promotions, but he never, you know, graced the WWE presence uh, since then. So Yeah, and he's talked about um, his desire to actually be in the Hall of Fame. And on, on that, I mean, a lot of people... Uh, like fans on social media are hoping this leads to a WrestleMania 40 Hall of Fame induction, mm. which uh, when Shamrock talked about it, he talked about how he influenced it so much, like the shoot wrestling whole aspect of it. Now you see it everywhere. Back then, all you saw it from was Ken Shamrock, mm. and he's the one who mixed the MMA style with the wrestling style and made a work of it. So, I mean, he's right, and now we're going to finally see him. Once again, uh, hopefully in, in the Hall of Fame. He's been away from the company since his departure in 99 after a two-year stint. Uh, became Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, and of course King of the Ring, like you were saying. Yeah. He's worked for TNA Wrestling, now Impact Wrestling, soon to be TNA again, come hard to kill in January, where he's he became the inaugural champion, winning the 10 pounds of gold. And since has worked with New Japan along with multiple independent promotions. 
last time I think we both saw Ken Shamrock was in Hard to Kill a couple of years ago, and he still looked like a million bucks. Yeah, I I haven't really paid attention to him in a while. I think he was in Strike Force. If if I don't if I remember right, yeah, I do remember something he about that. He did fight Nick Diaz. Um, I think that's what I remember. He fought Nick Diaz. I, I know it was. I think it was Ken Shamrock. It might have been Frank Shamrock. I forget. <laughs> but yeah, he was in MMA. He's been in like everywhere. I, the man's a legend. I feel like they they might give him like some kind of contract, legend contract, so he can you know go, go to Mania and get inducted. Um, but it might be cool to see him in the ring and, you know, do some stuff too, you know? Yeah, he's in probably what looks like the best damn shape of his life, I would say. And I wouldn't be surprised, uh, to see him in the ring at least one last time. Oh yeah, McMahon's gonna be like, look at you! You're a monster! He just, uh, <laughs> wait, nah. Yeah, well, I mean, McMahon's not there anymore, but he nah, I he can't wait be. to hear his music hit again. That'd be good. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, so going on to uh, another WWE topic involving someone who dipped their toe in MMA, of course. I'm talking about CM Punk. Uh, after his much-anticipated return to WWE, Punk has only shown up once so far on last week's, week's Raw. He is set to show up on SmackDown tonight in their special tribute to the troops episode. Punk is currently a free agent and multiple seeds have been planted be it McIntyre, Rollins, or even Jey Uso who had nothing but good things to say. Uh, Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis both have shown interest in signing Punk to their brand. Not confirmed yet, but they're saying he'll be going to Raw to feud with Seth while Orton was placed on SmackDown to continue his feud with the Bloodline. So he's there to make money, not friends. So we'll see, you know, just where he's going to go, probably where the money takes him. I feel like he's probably going to be on both shows. They might do that. They might pull that off. I hope that they do that, but in a sense where they make him look like a heel again, like a jerk. Say he's not coming back because they're not offering him enough money or something (laughs) like that. You know, I like heel punk more than anything. So they got to make him heel. I mean, they're going to love you no matter what. Might as well just make him heel. They're gonna set up. Are they, are they gonna set up Punk and, and Reigns eventually? Like, is that that the biggest? I think fight that's that gonna end make? up being Cody's fight. Yeah, they're probably gonna do the whole what the rumor mill saying and have him join Raw to the feud with Rollins. I'm thinking. But is, um, is that the biggest fight that they could make eventually? Reigns versus Punk. But do you think it's gonna happen? Yeah, because hey, could, could play a part with it. It could always be... Oh, yeah, that's right. It could always be a nice thing to see um, Cody Rhodes actually finish the story uh, <laughs> and see him uh, face off with Punk. I would like to see that, too. Yeah, that, that'd be great. That'd be great. I mean, go away, Roman. We don't we don't need you no more, dude. We got Heyman. <laughs> but yeah, be a Heyman guy, and then Punk can make a storyline with that and have Heyman join Punk and leave Reigns. But... There's a lot of things they can play with. It's 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 pretty good. Um, yeah, they've been they've been doing real well uh, recently with a lot of stuff they've been doing. So I, I'm excited to see it. Like uh, the whole thing with McIntyre, he's now a heel. And oh yeah, it's Hill McIntyre is always the best McIntyre. I've always said so. But he's the, he's been the that. most he's been the most entertaining in a while. This guy, yeah. like it's interesting to see what he's gonna do now. He's be, he was a lot boring as a face, like. Yeah, I thought so too. And his like his heel antics, 
the way he talks down to everybody, it just sounds, it's just goes with him so well. Yeah, just the, the sword, like, come on. We don't oh, want yeah. the sword. Oh, yeah. I can't stand the sword thing. No, nah, we don't need the sword. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so um, I know Jay had said something about punk, um, how people weren't happy about it. And he's like, why not? Sign CM Punk. The truth is, he's a star. Which, yeah, which he, it's it's true. Yeah, you can talk about him. People are gonna talk about him. You don't like him. They're still gonna talk about him. Over well, the and then not everybody likes everybody. When you think about it, you don't like all your coworkers. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's that's just how things go. You just keep it professional. Do what you got to do and make money together. I didn't say anything about me not liking my coworkers. If anyone's hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up we got uh, NXT Deadline with uh, WWE's developmental league where i think we're gonna see on the kickoff show is gonna be axiom versus nathan frazier these two are great competitors i don't see why this one would be on the the kickoff show to be honest with you but there there are a lot of good matches coming up carmelo hayes looks to prove his innocence as he faces lexus king to prove to Trick Williams that he was he had nothing to do with Trick getting attacked. From there, it's gonna be Roxanne Perez and Kiana James in the steel cage match. Ooh. I like good. Roxanne. Some of the stuff she does is uh is very I don't know how to say it. Like some of her promos are just not good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Kiana James is a great athlete. Uh Kiana does need work on the mic as well, but she's doing a lot better. And uh, from there, we hit Tiffany Stratton versus Lash Legend versus Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan versus Fallon Henley in the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. This challenge will sh- go to show who's going to be next up for a title shot. From there, the they have the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge as well with Jack, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, and Tyler Bate. Going on from there, this is one that I'm excited to see. I hope Dragon Lee shows up for this one. It was initially supposed to be Wes Lee, but apparently he's injured and, you know, in pain and whatnot and has to have back surgery. So when Dominic was on NXT this week, his dad came on the Tron and said that he would take on Dragon Lee for the North American Championship. So Dom is going to be defending his title. And I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is probably the one I look forward to most on this card. There's also Ilya Dragunov, the NXT champ, taking on Baron Corbin for the championship. I like Ilya Dragunov to an extent. Some of the stuff he does I feel like is hokey. Baron Corbin is is amazing in the ring. He just doesn't get his flowers, I feel like. Um, who do you think will go over in the Carmelo Hayes and Lexus King matchup? Uh, for those who don't know, Lexus King was uh, Brian Pillman Jr., yeah. Brian Pillman's son, who was in AEW, but they kind of just squandered him. And he's they really like built him up with the way he's been portrayed in in recent weeks so yeah, i'm excited for this i like one. i like what they're doing in this uh this you know this run with him in nxt um you got to give it to him he's probably gonna have to hey he's gonna put him over i think and, and yeah i think so too i think it's gonna end up being something like where 
something gets shown on the Tron where Hayes did have something to do with Trick Williams getting attacked or something and you know, yeah. Take his eye off the prize. Boom! Lexus King comes in with the victory. Yeah, it, it, I think he's got to win just to make that run continue. So, Lexus King, I like I like what they're doing with it. I like his promos or whatever they, you know, his introductions and all that good stuff. Um, something good for an NXT, in my opinion. Who you got on the Roxanne Perez versus uh, Kiana James in that steel cage match? Now, I'm not too familiar with these wrestlers, but. I mean, you've seen Roxanne yeah. in RCW before. Yeah, uh, I I just know that Roxy. I know that you know they're 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 good as far as you know their chemistry. So I think if it, to be in a steel cage match, that that just proves that you know that you know they earned they that trust they earned it that match. Yeah. So I, I I'm going for Roxanne just because I only know her a little bit more than Kiana. Um, she's from Texas. I need to know a little bit more about you know these wrestlers and NXT, especially with Nikita Lyons coming back. And so, oh you know. yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that. She did come back. Um, there hasn't been any say on what's going to go on with her yet, so we'll have to see. She'll probably she'll probably show up. I would say probably during the Iron Survivor Challenge. Who knows? Maybe someone gets hurt and she replaces. Yeah, them. She needs to do the finisher like all the time. All <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> Oh, man. And uh, I guess we'll move on <laughs> to the Iron Survivor Challenge. Uh, it's going to be Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, Kalani, Jordan, and Fallon Henley. Who would you want to win this one? You, you got to give it to Tiffany Stratton, probably. <laughs> um, she's probably going to win this one. I think Blair Davenport might win, and then that might make Lakita come out or whatever, like yeah. how she did already. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, to, like, prevent someone from winning. Or, you know, it could just be overthrown by Nikita altogether and no one wins. So like, I would like to see Tiffany Stratton win as well. Uh, Blair Davenport is probably my second pick. Um, Kalani Jordan needs a little work, but she's she's great in the ring. I've enjoyed her work. Uh, she has some moments. Fallon Henley is seems, has seemed to come into her own. Uh, Lash Legend, I just love her persona. Yeah. Her in-ring work doesn't really... Uh, compliment that just yet but she's getting there uh, Die Jack, uh, Trick Williams Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate who's going to win that Iron Survivor Challenge I'm, go- I'm going with DJ I'm, go- I'm going to choose him because I-, I just like it man, he's a pretty good guy I like, I like his style, just, he's a- aggressive he's just a competitive yeah he? they really squandered him when they, they made him, uh, what was it T-Bar? Oh, yeah. In retribution. <laughs> give it a DJ. If not, give it a Brown Breaker. But uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, this one's going to be great. I, I don't think Tyler Bates is going to win it. I don't think Josh Briggs is going to win it. I think this is going to be between Trick, Dijak, and Braun Breaker. I would really like to see Trick Williams win it, but I doubt that's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be Braun or Dijak. But with, the, with all the... The people behind Trick as of late, I feel like that would be the smarter decision. You get a bigger pop. And Trick doesn't necessarily have to win the NXT championship anyway. So, And uh, the championship match uh, for the North American title, Dominic Mysterio versus Dragon Lee. Who would you like to see go over in this one? I say Dirty Dom. Yeah, I mean, you want him to lose, but then when he loses, like... That'll just be what's bad for business. Yeah, he's he's come a long, long way from 
the baby face Dominic Mysterio that we yeah. we were introduced to initially. It's 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 great. He's coming into his own. He's doing way better in the ring, and he's doing a lot better on the mic. Yeah, so I'm excited for this. I mean, and he has mommy on his side, so like he he won't lose, but it's gonna probably be an interference kind of victory again. Yeah, I don't think Dragon Lee will will take the North American title, but if they do end up doing that, Dragon Lee is also on Raw, just like Dom. Oh, really? So yeah, he got pulled up to Raw. I think in the in the draft or something like that. I can't remember. I I just remember him signing with Raw. So I mean, they can showcase the North American title on Raw if Dragon Lee does win, and yeah. they have like a little feud. So that's always something to go look at. And uh, Ilya Dragunov faces Baron Corbin for the NXT Championship. I would like to see Baron Corbin win. Sorry. Got to give it to Corbin. <laughs> but, you know, it wouldn't be surprised if Dragunov wins, too. I mean, he hasn't been champion for that long. Yeah. Um, Corbin probably is just uh, a good bet season guy to, you know, make Dragunov look good. Yeah. Um, and then Corbin could probably just... Corbin makes everybody look good. I, I feel like Corbin's going to go back to the, the main roster in a little bit. He needs to, man. I miss me some Baron Corbin. Yeah, he's a good guy. And then, you know... He's the only one that could feed Roman Reigns dog food, so. <laughs> the only thing bad about him is he used to play for the Cardinals. Oh. Uh, yeah, you mean. <laughs> we got to move on from that. We got to move on from that. <laughs> and finally, we got a snippet of GTA 6 as the trailer dropped. It starts with a beautiful wide shot of Rockstar's version of Florida. Cut to the main antagonist, Lucia. Staring out her cell, she then sits down to talk to a lady named Stephanie, who seems to be some sort of probation officer from the looks of it. Then the shot pans up, showing a beautiful beach, which is actually densely populated, populated excuse me, with boats, jet skis flying through the water, along with, we saw um, dolphins, sharks mm-hmm. lurking in there. Massive number of beachgoers panning up to the stunning cityscape. Uh, the architecture in this game is shown off as they pan across Insane. The, the city, reminiscent of the actual buildings they're parodying. Uh, then, boom, dude goes riding on this airboat through the swamps. Flamingos are flying, and we see gators lurking. Right. Yeah, it kind of looks kind of like the same model from, uh, what is it, Red Dead that has the gator? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know that um, there's a lot of real life uh, moments that they've taken and they put in the game. Yeah, the beach gets showcased a little more before that. You know, it's packed, which was cool because there was a lot of people and you're not used to seeing that many people Mm -hmm. populate the, the areas in GTA. And every NPC was doing their own like unique thing. They all had their own animations. There's an homage to uh, Miami Vice, the Miami Vice opening, which the speedboats are seen gliding through the water. Lucia seems to be hanging out the top of her car with the top down, and we see multiple different car models that are all unique in their own way, suggesting there may be an immense amount of customization options. The strip club looks wild as it's packed, and Rockstar shows off an amazing amount of different character models. And then, bam, a beautiful shot of Ocean Drive from Vice City, where you can see the first Vice City safe house, Ocean View. There's a parody of social media platforms, as we saw and you were talking about, uh, along with 
vi- a viral video montage parodying real life, most notably the woman twerking on top of the car <laughs> or, or the lady terrorizing her neighbors wielding two hammers. Oh, yeah. Along with uh, some news coverage like the motorbike crew tearing up the streets and the parody of Florida Joker after a flash of Lucia and her partner fleeing police. Mm-hmm. When they were fleeing the police, uh, I noticed one thing. The money all looks like it's its own node. Like, it just, it was so clear and crisp. It wasn't like, you know, GTA where it's just a bundle. Oh, yeah. It was actually like it's single it's notes of money. It's incredible. Um, and then from there, uh, after the montage and all that, uh, they revealed that Lucia and her partner seem to be an item from what it looks like and it ends with them trying to hold up a convenience store and bam we see gta 5 coming 2025 or gta 6 (laughs) excuse me (laughs) yeah gta 6 coming 2025 yeah so um i did get some sources that uh a former uh rock star employee was talking about about the trailer it reflects what the fans can expect to experience. He says it's an in-game cutscene, the trailer. A lot of games you see are done with cinematics yeah. and they cut to a scene and it's not all in-game. See, I didn't know that. He's That's saying awesome. that everything, everything you see in the GTA game is all done in-game, every single cutscene. He says that if you see a building way in the back, you can jump off of it. If you see a building over there, you can climb it. This game is very elaborate. That's why it takes so long to make. So there's hundreds of thousands of animations according to what's going on. So that's why it just took forever for this game to be made because they put so much work into it. Every little thing that you can see in the game, There's you can interact with it. You can interact with everything. Dude, if you even st- the hair, I don't know if you notice, like the hair on the models, it just looks like it falls naturally. And it looks real. It doesn't look yeah. like just a yeah. blob like most times. So what I'm thinking is this game is going to be, it, it, like they were saying it was going to be $150. And based on based on all these things, I wouldn't be surprised that that's correct. That's true. I uh, mean, I'd pay it. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like there's GTA Six. We've been waiting what ten years? Over ten and years. more now, and it's gonna be more because it's gonna be in 2025. It's gonna be crazy, man. Like, <laughs> how 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 big is this game? It's gonna be like 500 gigabytes. Like, how big is this? I, game? I have no idea. It has to be huge. It has to be huge with all the detail and everything they put into it. We'll have to wait and see. They haven't released any kind of specs or anything just yet. Like I wasn't gonna, I was, I was gonna get Spider-Man too, but I didn't have the PS5. But I might get the PS5 for this one, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I might get it for this one, man. Yeah, they did. They did already say it's gonna be released for the PS5 and uh, the new Xbox Series S and X. But there has been no say on uh, whether they'll get a PC release. So what it looks like is it's going to be a late PC release after its initial release, like usual. Oh, the mods. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I love get the mods. The mods. Yeah. I, I had the mods on uh, GTA 5 where it just put, like, pretty much everything, even, like, Pepsi trucks and stuff <laughs> driving around. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I got to get a next-gen console. I got to get one now because this, this is it. This is it. I gotta get one. It almost looks like real life, just just the yeah. trailer in itself, yeah. which is crazy. I didn't think they could get better, but they, they got better. <laughs> they got better. I wonder if they're gonna let you control Lucia's partner. 
you know, kind of like GTA 5 where you switch Oh, characters. yeah, for sure. I mean, she's the first female protagonist in the GTA series. The first Latino, too. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It's uh, the first Latin representative of, you know, GTA. I'm going to play with her so hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I hate you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you probably can play with both people. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There might be more characters they gotta play with too. Yeah, um, I, I heard that um, the internet wrestling community is trying to get them to put in Razor Ramon in the game. Oh, they got <laughs> dang. That's a good idea. That would be awesome. Could you imagine if they got the rights to put him in there? Oh, they'll get it immediately oh if they God. get if they get those rights. WWE be like, here you go. <laughs> like nothing. That'd be crazy. That's crazy. So we're expecting what a 2025 release? Not really a, a month yet, or or anything. March? No, nah, they haven't said any month. It just says 2025. Mm. That that uh the funny thing about that is GTA 5 got like a hundred million views after being up for so many years, while GTA 6 got a hundred million views in one day. <laughs> It's probably the most anticipated game of all time. Uh, oh, speaking of, you know, most anticipated games, a lot of people were hoping for a return of Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah. So Sega announced that they are going to be releasing remakes, not remasters, remakes of uh, some classic games such as Jet be nice. Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. So, um, you know, that's exciting right there. Uh, we do want a better Sonic game, though, but we'll move on to... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. mind Frontiers. Have you played Frontiers <laughs> nah, yet? It's good. It's good. It's I'm not just, bad. I'm just joshing around. <laughs> I'm just joshing around. Yeah, so the Video Game Awards uh, was yesterday, and I think they're still continuing today. I'm not sure. Uh, I, they probably finished finalized already, though. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good things were in the works. Um, we don't really need E3 anymore, I guess. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like it anymore. So they were doing... Um, game of the year which was Baldur's Gate 3 I'm not sure if y'all knew about that game I've been wanting um, to try that one out I'm kind of upset because they shadow dropped it from Xbox version so I don't know Oh, I don't man. know why they did that but it won you know game That's of the year cool. best RPG best multiplayer uh, it was killing it um, but what I liked was a little snippet of uh, Christopher Judge um, <laughs> taking a little, 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 little jab at Call of Duty saying that his speech was longer than the uh, the new campaign <laughs> from Modern Warfare 3. Uh, yeah, and you know, speaking of Judge, uh, the voice of Kratos, God of War Ragnarok is going to get their DLC finally oh, what? December 12th. Dude, hey, Merry Christmas. I- I'm going to get on that. Hey, you still got to beat the other one. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really got to get on that and beat it before the 12th. We'll, we'll see if I can... I can do that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really even know how far I am in that game. Yeah. After it glitched out on me, I just stopped playing it. And then I picked it back up. <laughs> stopped yeah, playing some, it um, again. Some good news right there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dust off my PS4. I haven't really played it in a while. But this is uh, something that I'm going to be looking forward to now. Ooh, and now you got a 4K TV now too, huh? Don't get lit. Maybe yeah. I'll play some Resident Evil 4 Remake. Man, I want that for the five because they're gonna pull out put out the VR version on the PS5 too. Yeah, so that's gonna be a something lot of games to look going on. I, I feel like Grand Theft Auto releasing in 2025 is the best shot because that's when everyone gets their income tax. Boom! They already Boom. know they're there. <laughs> I'm buying everything when I get that check. Uh, I wonder if it's gonna be like 2025. 
in the spring or the fall? I'm guess I'm thinking March. You think so? I bet March. Yeah, after everyone gets their tax money. Could Boom. be that, or even April. They they like to release stuff in April too. So, I wonder what they're gonna do with GTA Five. They're still gonna have the servers open, probably. Ah, uh, they'll probably end up closing them after like a couple of years. I feel like it's still big, man. Kind of like uh, WWE does when they're like, "Nah, get our new game." Yeah, <laughs> you, you're not allowed to play online anymore. Like, they just ban your account. <laughs> like, what the heck? Nah, yeah. you still haven't bought it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah, y'all look on those games man a lot of stuff coming up and that is all we have for you today folks uh, we hope y'all have a great weekend and y'all be safe out there y'all take care appreciate y'all listening <laughs>